and welcome to episode five of Community Roundabout, brought to you by Mount Evelyn and Districts Financial Services Limited, Trading's Community Bank Mount Evelyn. In this episode, I've got Rob Waters and Rob Eddie Tichlia. Tichlia, that's it. Perfect. <laughs> I got close. Um, from Montrose Fire Brigade. So um, I'm going to start off with Rob. Um, Tell me, Rob, how did you get involved with Montrose Fire Brigade? Thanks, Gareth, and uh, thanks for having us on your program today. Um, I've uh, just recently um, clicked over the 20 years of service with the Montrose Fire Brigade and the Country Fire Authority, and um, I came down in early 2000s, uh, late end of 2000s, had a bit of a tour of the fire station, got to know some of the firefighters here, and, and then subsequently had a, uh, an interview with the captain of the day, Rob Ernie. Thanks. And you basically got to talk us through your, your progression because you're, you're now the captain. I am the captain, yeah. So, so you worked your way through the ranks, I presume? Yeah, I did. It, um, um, I, uh, I got a leadership role very, very early in my career at the fire station. So I, um, I think it was in 2015, uh, 2005, sorry, that I became the communications officer. I served a couple of years there. Um, and then I went to the fourth lieutenant position. I served a couple of years there. And then I headed up the ranks to the first lieutenant, which I supported um, as captain now, but still called for six years. And then in 2015, I, um, I've steered the ship since. So um, through some very interesting times. So yeah, yeah some I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. very well, passionate about. Excellent. And what about you, Eddie? How long have you been involved with the brigade? Well, if I look at the calendar in about four days from now, it'll be 44 years since I joined the brigade. So I joined as a 14 and a half year old in uh, 1977 and uh, as a junior member um, until I was 16. And then uh, at the time I then became a reserve member and a few years later I was elected as a, uh, an, an active firefighter within the brigade. And uh, in, uh, since that time uh, I've held the role of uh, fifth lieutenant, fourth lieutenant and I had a period of time away from uh, uh, holding an officer's position within the brigade, and uh, now I'm, uh, I'm now the community engagement coordinator, um, which on my third third year out of a four year stint at this stage. And, uh, and that, that there's my story at this stage, <laughs> short and sweet. Keeps us busy. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. So you, you'll have seen a few things uh, in your time here, Eddie. I have, I have. I've seen some very interesting uh, interesting events and fires. Uh, but the one that broke me into uh, really understanding bushfire activity was, uh, was Ash Wednesday. Um, I didn't actually go on the Wednesday. I went on the Thursday evening uh, for a changeover shift. But uh, being at the station at the time and uh, listening to, to the events unfold, Pretty much starting off in uh, Belgrave South, and uh, our tanker at the time was on standby to, at Baronia, and then they uh, they got called through to Belgrave South, and then you could just hear it on the radios. It was just going going wild. Mm. What well, when I say wild, I mean it was just it was just an event that you don't want to hear again. No. And uh, yeah, yeah, and um, look, so I went up there on the uh, on a on a crew change on the Thursday evening. And um, and uh, to Cockatoo, where we did the changeover, and we spent the night there. And uh, 
Yeah, there are, there are nights now that sometimes when you see things on TV bring back certain memories. And, yeah. Uh, you know, at the time, you know, you're, you're, I was 19 year old and you, you look at it and you think, oh, I'm, I'm the tough guy sort of thing, I can do anything, no worries. But upon reflection, uh, you know, it's, it stays there in your mind and, uh, you know, this it, it gets you one day. You know, up in up in your mind, reflecting. But uh, look, we we've got a a good uh, a good well being um, well being activity going on within the brigade that Rob introduced a few years ago. Where uh, it's not necessarily always about uh, about fires, but it's a it's about your members. I'll let Rob talk about that a little bit more. But uh, that certainly helps in the journey of, uh, of some of the things you've seen. I'm, I'm sure that's one side that's really changed over the last 20, 40 years is those mental health, welfare side of things. Yeah, it has. Um, I, I think just in recent times, uh, for us at the Journey of Montrose, it's, it's, it's uh, an open door policy, it's open discussion, it's pretty transparent about, uh, about feeling okay or not feeling okay and um, about supporting our members. We've always had a great culture and... Um, great people at Montrose, but I think what we've done over the last few years about the introduction of our health and wellbeing program is that we've, we've supported our members um, 10 times better um, and uh, we're able to navigate things and learn more things about, not just about mental health, but how to eat properly and clean eating, how to exercise and look after our bodies and all sort of stuff and understand the things, not, uh, not, not just about rolling a hose out and putting the fire out, but understanding the things that can actually benefit us in not just operations and fire brigade, but in our normal lives as well. Mm, that's great. Tell us a bit about the actual brigade itself. When did that start up? Well, Eddie's probably the man from the history because <laughs> uh, he's, he's a statesman, uh, but uh, formed in 1938. 38, yeah. So, uh, look, there were fires in 1932 around the Montrose area. And then again in 1938, and um, and uh, after those fires, uh, there were quite devastating fires. Uh, the community got together and they uh, they formed the uh, Montrose Fire Brigade, and it was officially uh, registered on the 9th of November of 1938, just ahead of the 1939 bushfires. That uh, the the fires that started actually started here uh, at Trevellan Road near the Montrose Primary School, and. Uh, as, as I understand it, they headed up all the way to uh, Matlock, mm. Woods Point, from, from here. Right. So uh, that was back in right. So uh, not long after that, uh, of course, uh, once those fires were out and, uh, and the like, um, the brigade uh, really only had wet beaters and branches and you know, buckets of water to be able to put fires at. And... Uh, uh, not long after, in 1943, Ted Adams, who was uh, in the brigade at the time and the local mechanic here in Montrose, he ended up picking up an old Allied uh, um, council truck from uh, Westburn and uh, brought it back to his garage and fitted it out. And our first uh, our first um, powered vehicle came into the brigade, and. Um, and in, in, in actual fact, it was probably the first powered vehicle within the whole Yarra Valley. Right. So, um, so that was, uh, and that stayed with the brigade for a period of time, actually until about 1963, 
but uh, a bit earlier than the uh, than the um, the truck itself, we had actually purchased our first six pieces of equipment, and they were copper knapsacks. <laughs> <laughs> then followed by a furphy before the truck came in, but uh, we've still got them. They've been restored. They're, uh, they're at the station now for you know for as long as they live here. And, um, and, and that's basically that part of that journey up until the 60s and uh, in the 60s. Uh, the so you weren't based out of that building then? No, we were at the uh, what's now the men's shed at the back of the Montrose Public Hall, but uh, that was our, our fire station back then. And uh, actually, uh, it was actually, there's interesting history with that building that not a lot of people know, and that is that... Um, they applied for to the council to put the fire station in to garage the truck and the furphy, and they got the permission to do that. And uh, council sent us the permission. And uh, then the local gentleman Fred Emery, who uh, was a, a, a stonemason and a bricklayer, he actually put in a uh, a tender for the station. And it was thirty-five pounds and fifteen shillings or something like that to build the station. But they actually built it from the old uh, bricks from the Montrose Brickworks. So that building still got some relevance with or connection with the uh, with Montrose Brickworks. And uh, then the, the bit of the story that I wanted to add to it was uh, once that building was finished, it was uh, actually used, and I don't know if you know this, Rob, it was actually used as the, um, uh, as uh, for the home welcoming of the um, members of Montrose community who came back from war. Um, so they actually used the station there, and then, of course, the party progressed into the, the public hall. And, you know, there's a bit of interesting history about that, yeah. yeah. So when did you move into this building here? 1984, October 84. So uh, um, in the lead-up to that, Jack Erdy, who was captain of our brigade for, and I'm going to be wrong here, I'm thinking 20. 24 years, yeah. 24 years. Yeah. Jack, we had what we refer to as the two Jacks. You had Jack Erdy and Jack Verity, and they were both... Uh, both uh, leaders of the brigade for that period of time, pretty much. And uh, Jack uh, Ernie had the foresight to um, purchase this uh, um, block where the current station is on. And uh, they've got a 90-year lease with the, with the Shire. Um, so that's how that part of the connection is. But this is actually the, the site of where... The, where um, where the station was built in in, uh, in 83, started in late 83, finished by August 84, and the official opening was in October 84. Yeah, excellent. And it's still a good station, really good great station. station. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some great foresight in designing and building it. Yep, yep, and, uh, you know, the, the designing, the building. Okay, the um, the brigade had to pay for fitting it out with the with the furniture and the tables and when I say furniture, the chairs, the tables, the carpet. And at the time, they put in a terrazzo floor in the engine bay. Now, it was a big expense at the time, but the, the planning behind that was if they had just given us a plain concrete floor, we would have had to paint it and that would have had to be painted every five, six, seven years. And so the cost over time mm. has been saved by putting in that terrazzo floor back then, and we've still got it now. Mm. 
all those years later. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. So paid paid its way, one could say. We're starting to see a few little crates in it now, but not a lot. But there's just movement from the building over what thirty odd years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's done well. Yeah. So what's, what equipment do you have at the moment then, uh, Rob? Uh, we've got four appliances. So we've got a, a support vehicle, which is a, a Ford Ranger. Um, that vehicle um, hosts one of our specialties in terms of LPG flare-off. So for a car's leaking gas or a, a barbecue cylinder, um, we've got the, the kit on it to be able to make it safe and so forth. Uh, we've also got a Type 3 medium pumper, uh, which is roughly around 2004. Um, hoping to get a, a new pumper very, very soon in the near future. Uh, and then we've got two tankers. We've got uh, a tanker one, which is a medium tanker, and we've got a heavy tanker as well. So the only difference between those is that um, water capacity, um, but they're used um, for strike teams, bushfires, and um, you know, backing, supporting up some other uh, structure fires that we go to. So. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. If we could just move on now, because obviously, we're a bank. Yes. But we're a community bank and we like to share our profits back with the community. And I know you guys have been recipients of some money that we've given out over the last 20 years that we've been open. It's over $3.4 million now that we've returned to the community. What's some of the things you've been able to use that money for? We, uh, we've been very fortunate enough to, uh, the, we've got an electronic sign out front of our fire station. Um, it's been there for about 10 years and, and the, Bendigo Bank, uh, Montrose Bendigo Bank at the time was uh, very gracious in, in giving us a, a grant for that and we, we received $10,000 um, to erect the sign and we installed all the uh, the kit with it and um, mounted it up ourselves and um, it, it certainly has displayed for the last 10 years uh, community messaging and um, uh, safety messaging, road safety. So we've, we've been very fortunate with that grant. I think that's... Um, you know, Montrose uh, with the thoroughfare going down to the valley and up towards the Dandenongs, a lot of people see that sign. Yeah, it's one of the busiest roads in the area. It is, it and is. You, yeah. can't, you can't miss that sign. You, you can't miss it. It's great to uh, to, to put up there uh, when we've got total fireband days too. So it has actually improved our time too. Usually uh, in the past we've had to put a manual sign out the front saying there's a TFB. Um, we, to do it, we used to have to do it very, very late at night, but now we can plug it in. Um, but the technology is pretty old now. We've um, we've um, we're starting to struggle to get parts for it now, and it's starting to show its age. And so we, we are going to have to look to, to upgrade or replace it in the near future. So, but yeah. it's been great. Yeah, the good part about that sign, and I can vouch for it because I'm the one that has to that changes all the the messaging on it. Um, I'm big into surveys myself, understanding where. Um, where people find out that, about their messages, whether it's social media, whether it's the signs, whether it's flyers in shops, posters, letterbox drops and that. And I've got to tell you, apart from social media, that is a big asset. Mm. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing the amount of uh, people, when I ask, how did you find out about this or how did you find out about that? Oh, the sign out the front of the station, the sign out the front of the station, then it's social media and then, you know, out of... Out of Look, I'd, I'd say six out of ten people would say the sign out the front. So we try and put the messages out there, not to just be specific for Montrose, mm. but be specific for anyone that's travelling through the area. Yeah. So rather than saying, hey, this is a Montrose message, we try and incorporate, you know, whether it's the neighbouring suburb, whether it's 
you know, a suburb, uh, you know, a provincial town around Victoria, that the messaging's um, consistent yes. with with the, with the CFA message, as well as our council messages. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. I, I think that probably brings us neatly on to sort of wrapping it up a little bit and just finding out what your plans are for the future. You, you've mentioned the new tanker. Uh, pumper, yeah, we, we're, um, we'll be on the list for a new pumper in the near future. But uh, a big thing that's happening with our fire brigade with the, the road upgrade is um, where the block next door on next door to the fire station will be um, transitioned into a car park for us in the near future, in the very near future. So um, with the road upgrade, we lose a lot of our parking. We've got 70 members here, mm. just under 70 members. And you can imagine that uh, sometimes on a meeting night, uh, you know, you will pull uh, 40 to 60 people to come to a meeting. And uh, so where uh, the block next door is getting developed uh, into a car park and the whole host of changes that we're working through with CFA and Big Roads and Department of Transport just to finalise those. Um, there's some traffic lights that we're going to be getting at the front of the fire station so that we can safely navigate out the front. Um, but our, probably our big thing that we're probably working on at the moment is... Um, having a, a five-stage plan to go through and develop each part of the station to uplift it. Um, you know, there's a lot of history in this building and um, uh, we want to keep it that way, but it, it does need um, some investment, some costs and some upgrades. Um, but we've looked after this station for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. The majority of the works that we've done with building the shed and the pergola and uplifting, uh, it's all been done by... Um, Montrose members and membership yeah. and, and money that we've personally raised. So, mm. um, yeah, so we're working through that. We've just got a new kitchen uh, from CFA, uh, which is great. So we're almost wrapping that up. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a great building. Uh, we are out, outgrowing it, I think, a little bit. It is a bit tight in here. But um, I think that's just, um, well, in my view, I like having those growing pains because it shows that we're doing some great things with our members. So. Yeah, absolutely. And are you looking for new members? Uh, we will be in the new year. Uh, we've got a couple on the waiting list. Um, uh, we will be looking for some new members. Um, we've got some um, some retirees that will be happening from operations in the near future, um, uh, which means that we've got some openings for, for newer firefighters to come through and, and join our ranks and continue to be a sustainable, viable fire brigade for the, for the future. So, Oh, fantastic. Well, we wish you all the very best for future successes. Thank you very much for looking after the Montrose community and, and the surrounding areas. And we really appreciate you you guys being around and uh, up keeping us safe. So I'd really like to thank you. I'm just going to wrap this up now and thank you very much for your time. Rob, I know you're very busy and you need to get back off to some other meetings. So thank you very much for coming down for that. Eddie, thank you very much for organising this. You're welcome. And we look to see you guys around again. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank, thank you, much. Merry Christmas. It, just as we wrap up, is there anything else that we've not talked on that you'd like to just mention? Well, I might as well mention that uh, in Montrose we're going to be having our uh, annual Christmas Eve Santa run that we've been doing now for as long as I've been in the brigade. Um, it started the year I joined, actually, and uh, so we'll be doing that. We'll, we're planning on uh, kicking off at around about 1 o'clock, 1, 2 o'clock on uh, Christmas Eve and going through till about 7 o'clock. And uh, we've divvied up the uh, whole uh, 
brigade response area, and uh, and Santa will be uh, will be visiting the kids, and we've now got generation after generation. Yeah, just so much looking forward to it. Yeah, I know my kids in the past have, have really looked forward to it, and it's always waiting to hear the siren. Yeah, big thing in Montrose, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Can I just tell you one funny thing? Yeah, of course. One funny thing. There was a number of years ago we went to a call out in uh, Mountain Crescent. Uh, um, near Mount Everett border and uh, it was in the middle of June and uh, we were going out to it, believe it or not, a cubby house fire and we come up Moore Avenue into Mountain Crescent and there are the kids coming out, running out, waving at the fire truck thinking we were turning up with Santa but it was in the middle of June we were actually going to a job. <laughs> they, they, they never see the truck otherwise but there you go. Conditioning, obviously. (laughs) Condition them to see Santa. Absolutely. Well, thank you again very much. You've been listening to Community Roundabouts podcast. I'm Gareth Littlehales, your host. Uh, uh, Rob Waters and Eddie Titchener Titchener, uh, from Montrose Fabricator. So thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. As part of one of Australia's biggest banks, Community Bank Mount Evelyn offers a comprehensive selection of competitive products and services. We combine the service and technology you expect from a big bank with the personal attention and genuine commitment you expect from us. Always with a clear focus on putting our customers and communities first. Feel better about who you bank with. Call 97371833 or search Bendigo Bank Mount Evelyn or visit us at shop 2, 35 to 39, Ray Crescent, Mount Evelyn. Bandico Bank, the better big bank.